Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're tuned tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, Lindsay. Uh, are you doing well? <laughs> okay, a little behind the scenes right now because you can't see the video. We are recording a podcast the night I'm at a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. It was supposed to be tomorrow. It got rescheduled for tonight. And I thought in my head, yes, perfect. I have nothing going on on Thursday night. And then I remembered I have a podcast. So everybody's inside right now. And I am in the car doing the podcast because we need to get this content out to you guys. Sunday Night Football coming up. And here I am. How are you? Like I said, great. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot going on in my mind as I'm uh, sitting in the car of a river. Riveting podcast. How are you doing? Great. All right. So how are you doing? Great. But how are you doing? Can we just talk about this? Can we talk about rehearsal, dinner, wedding, all that stuff? It's not necessary. I, I've been to one and I sat next to the groom's mom. That was weird. I don't know how that happened. I mean, because you're meeting people from out of town. You're there. You're going to see each other tomorrow. You, you, Everybody, I feel like for a rehearsal of a wedding, you know what you're going to do. I don't need to rehearse this. Especially, I wasn't even part of the party when I was part of the wedding. I was just there because my fiance was a bridesmaid. And they were like, yeah, you can come along and eat food. I was like, cool. That part's great because it is paid for. And I'm very grateful yeah. when I go back in there, my food's going to be ready. But at the same time, it's, um, yeah, it's not necessary. And it's getting in the way of just broadcasting at home. 
But let's move on. Let, let's talk Bengals and Ravens. We'll get to previews and predictions in a little bit. One thing I do want to talk about, and we didn't talk about it earlier this week when the announcement came out, Joe Burrow Foundation, I think is one of the coolest things because you see a lot of the players, Bengals players, they have their own foundation. And one of the things about Joe that really stands out was the Heisman speech and everything that he does for Athens. You know, this is going to help children in Louisiana, Cincinnati, and even the Athens area. But just hearing him talk about it with the media on Wednesday, you can tell that this is really close to home. And we know he's a good quarterback, but the dude's a good, good guy too. That goes back to his uh, Heisman speech. He talked a lot about the hunger in Athens, Ohio, in that area because it's not a, an affluent area. So, uh, yeah, I, I loved it when he did it back then. And then to this seems like a logical step. I was actually a little bit uh, confused when I think the first charitable type thing he did was uh, like the Lordstown uh, car thing. And I was like, oh, I thought he'd go for Chalice Hungers first. But yeah, hey, Lordstown needs work. <laughs> I'm actually, I, my friend worked at that when it shut down. So, uh, you know, I was, cool with, I was cool with that. But yeah, this is the one I thought he would do first was the child hunger and everything else that goes with this. So very cool. Awesome. I have a quarterback. It's a good dude. Um, he's always seemed like a good guy though. You know, like he got the team together for when all the racial turmoil was happening and he's stood for what I think are the right things, but we, you know, we don't have to go too far into it. Yeah, no, he definitely does. And I think you just see that leadership and he said, look, my, our team image, all of that is at an all time high. You're coming off a great season, the Super Bowl. This is a perfect time to roll this out because that's more attention to your foundation. So no surprise. Good to see that it's rolled out and, um, it's going to do amazing things. No doubt. Speaking of Joe, he is on the Colin Cowherd podcast each week. I thought this was going to be bad luck because when they announced Joe was going to come on, I'm like, okay, great. We get to hear from Joe once a week, which is good for Bengals fans because he talks on Wednesdays in the press conference, but we don't really hear from Joe Burrow other than that. He doesn't do a lot of podcasts and interviews. That's just kind of how he is, and that's totally fine. But at the same time, it was good to hear him you know, weekly with Colin because he he's a little more honest and he rolls out a little more than what we hear in a press conference. But the thing when he does talk or when he does do his weekly press conferences, you do learn something new about Joe. He talked about concussions and it made headline in every Cincinnati news outlet this week. Nationally, people picked up on it. They picked, you know, pieces up of what he said. And of course, yes, when Joe mentions there are games in his NFL career that he didn't remember the second half or I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he felt like, Hey, maybe, maybe I had a concussion. I don't know. I, I mean, I went back in, I felt fine. And you, you go through the concussion protocol. That's, um, that's pretty serious stuff for, to hear from your quarterback. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of the CTE research is a lot of like the sub uh, concussion level hits where they're just below that they're not a concussion but they still do some damage the brain's still moving a little bit from that football's just a violent game and i'm sure through high school you could think of at least i could think of back when i played but high school football it's very much macho culture of like you got an injury get back as quick as you can type things and i mean just 10 years ago like concussions weren't the biggest thing I, you would think that like you they would be called like oh that guy he got his bell wrong and then he's out there like two plays later or something like that and then getting your bell wrong started turning into we should check that guy for a concussion see if he's fit to go back out there because i think we both think and the nfl thinks that tua may have had a concussion in the week 
three. And he played really well in the second half. But that doesn't mean you didn't have a concussion. I mean, that's what I just think of. It's like all the old players that probably played through so many concussions and played great. Like, I'm sure Brett Favre played through, like, way too many concussions and uh, probably was lights out, MVP-level stuff. But it, that's not that's not a determinant of whether or not you have one if you're making the right decisions or things like that. It's uh, what the doctors are going to check and make sure that you're okay to go out there. And I remember I've only had one that had to get checked in high school. It was like an eye test and some other stuff. And uh, I, I had one, so I didn't go back out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing about it, Joe obviously talked more about it and he said, we get play, we get paid handsomely in this league and it kind of comes with the injuries, ACL, you know, hand, arm, leg, all of it that you could go out there and that could happen each week. It's a violent game. He understood that, but I think it was just like, whoa, you know, that's, that's crazy that Joe has experienced that. But I mean, it, it is, it is, it's a game that, you know, we're hearing more about with the concussions and the thing about it, it's, it's an iffy and questionable subject sometimes because players can go through concussion protocol and go back out there because they have an independent neurologist that they work with on the sidelines and through the NFL during that process and be just fine. And then you hear no long-term effects for two or anything like that. How do people even know that stuff when they're out there? Oh, no long-term effects is going to be fine. Nobody knows that. I mean, it's a, it's a scary conversation. And I feel like Thursday night football at Paycor Stadium last week, we were, we were in that moment where it was like, whoa, this is some real stuff and it's scary. And to hear Joe Burrow kind of go more in depth in that is, um, you know, it's just, it's a reality of this league. Yeah, not shocked that he has had probably plenty yeah. of concussions, but I'm a little bit surprised that he mentioned one like NFL level stuff. He didn't remember the second half type things. So, I mean, football, modern day gladiator arena. So it kind of is what it is. Uh, you're not paying for the, uh, I guess some people probably are, but I'm not paying for the violence. I want to see the game, but that the violence comes with the game. So it's kind of a byproduct that they're trying to phase out more and more and they're trying to make the game safer and safer so that you don't have these long-term effects. But it right now kind of is just a byproduct of the game, even though it's getting safer. And you know, that's a great thing. Uh, I know some people want to see all the hits, but I, I prefer they stay healthy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 100%. And, and I think we're going to see that more just in this coming week that the NFL is going to do more behind the scenes and do everything they, they can during the concussion protocol week. But we'll move on to the game. We'll get predictions later in the podcast. But when you think of the matchups, what are you looking forward to on Sunday? All right. Uh, I think the Ravens got good corners. Well, two good corners. Uh, their third one has been not good, which great for the Bengals up there's three great receivers to go against two good corners and a 
not so good one. Um, I'm looking to see how they react to Jamar Chase and how the Bengals respond to that. I think that's the biggest thing on my mind is just, are they, I can't imagine they're just going to stick Marlon Humphrey on them, their best corner, and think that's okay because they tried that last year and got absolutely obliterated. I mean, put in a real blender flamethrower combination. <laughs> uh so I'm looking to see, like, does he just get bracketed the whole game? Does Do the Bengals move him inside at all? Do they try to get stacks and picks and all these other things for him? Put him in the backfield, work him underneath, all these possible options? Or are they okay with, well, if that's the case, and then I wonder, the second part that goes with that is who matches up with T and Boyd? Do they try like a bracket on chase with their worst guy and a safety, but just constant like two guys, even though one's not a good coverage guy, I would think chase tears it up underneath, but maybe they do that so that they can stick Humphrey on Boyd Peters on T or something like that. I don't know. The wide receiver cornerback matchup is what I'm mostly looking for. And then uh, how the coverage and the Bengals respond, even though I don't know how well you can tell on broadcast, what are you looking for first glance? I think when you think of how their defense has collapsed in a lot of games, big games, you look at the Dolphins, you look at the Bills, what that's going to look like in the second half. But honestly, I have to go to Lamar Jackson again in Lou. And I think of Lou because we've talked about it before at the AFC Championship game. You look at the Kansas City game, week 17, and then you move on to the first matchup with Lamar Jackson. I felt like Lou and this defense put a put a print out there to say, hey, this is how you stop Lamar Jackson. I know they're going to be without DJ Reader, which will hurt. And I feel like we'll see that a little bit in this game. But I just, I like this defensive test against Lamar. And the thing, the thing you hear in Baltimore is, oh, Baltimore was injured that first matchup. And you can't just bank on doing what you did the first time you saw Lamar Jackson in Baltimore last year. This team isn't going to do that. And the thing about them I almost like that you are facing a very talented team. And I still say it on both sides of the ball because that's one thing in the Zach Taylor era that we've seen where this team plays up to its competition. You're not going to go into Sunday night football and be like, mm, it's just the Steelers. They don't, they didn't have a quarterback or what we thought the Dallas Cowboys was going to be in week two, that that was going to be an automatic win. And they're showing people now, Hey, look, we have a legit defense. This is a tough team. They play up to, to, to who they're playing against in their competition. And then you hear all oh, their Sunday night football stat is terrible. Zach Taylor's never played on Sunday. Night. That stuff doesn't matter. Not when you have Joe Burrow as a quarterback and you just come off a Super Bowl run. Those stats, how you look in prime time, none of that matters with this new group and these new players, especially because Zach Taylor's never had a Sunday night football game, which is really wild to think about. But I would say it's this defense against Lamar Jackson and, you know, what that's going to look like. Because Lamar is playing at a MVP early level. It's a long season, but he's... He's this offense. He's their only offense, really, if you think about it, especially if Rashad Bateman can't play. Yeah, another did not practice for Rashad Bateman on Thursday. So not looking great. And I didn't think they had a wide receiver, two on the team. Bateman was the only guy I had any, any type of trepidation about at the wide receiver position. Obviously nervous about Lamar and Andrews. But um yeah, I was like, oh, man, if he doesn't play, that offense might not look good if they get into these third and longs, obvious passing down. So, yeah, I'm interested in what Lou does with Lamar. He did put out the uh, 
what the book last year and then the dolphins took his game plan and dialed it up to 200 for every snap they showed cover zero. And I think the Ravens knew that was an issue. So they really spent this off season. Like we can't just get zeroed to death again. So they put all this stuff in there. They got a little bit more condensed. They, uh, Lamar's killing the blitz this season. So now you don't blitz <laughs> that you play him a different way. Yeah. I, ever since Lou has gotten his guys for his defense and Zach has gotten his guys for his offense. I feel like, like you said, this team plays up to their opponent. They don't get blown out by teams that are better than them. I think the chiefs are better than them last year and they beat them twice. So it's not about who's better on paper. I think that's what everyone wants to argue about. Well, he'll never get open against this guy. He'll never, you know, our team's got this guy. It doesn't matter when they get on the field, what happens. And what happens on the field is that the Bengals play up to their opponents, no matter what the fans are saying about the play calling and the decisions or what the uh, what they're all arguing about. Like on paper, this guy's going to kill your offensive line type thing. Like the, the football is not. So much, so many one-on-one -on -one matchups that people think it is, where it's like, yeah, we just put Jonah Williams against Von Miller on every play on purpose. It's like, no, we're gonna give him help, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if they did that, that's malpractice a little bit. Although sometimes defense can force that. That's what the Rams kind of did, but yeah, won't, they'll need to go into it. But just like, there's so much like helping each other. It's such a team game that people try to break down into these one-on-one -on -one matchups, but. That's why I really like that you picked a, a, an entire defensive coordinator against the quarterback because that is the most two-team options that you could pick. That's better than mine. I'll admit it. I'm interested in seeing how they react to Chase, but I think it is better to see, well, how does Lou react to Lamar if the blitzes are going to get shredded? Does he have another trick up his sleeve? Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's crazy because you hear a lot of I mean, it's early on in the season, but you hear a lot of people saying, oh, who's the next hot head coach going to be in the NFL in 2023? And Lou's name doesn't get mentioned because it's an offensive league. And I get it. I get That's it. That's great for us. I love everything about it because if you can keep Lou for another year, I mean, Brian Kelly had to be determined on what the offense gets going and what's that, what that looks like because the season is just getting started. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, all right, don't mention Lou. Keep Lou on the staff, and Lou gets his guys. If you think about Lou when he came to Cincinnati, obviously the first year didn't go as planned, but you look who his roster, what he had on his roster, and what he was dealing with, and then he goes and gets his guys the next year in free agency. You look at what they do in the 2020 draft, and he's probably like, all right, all right, I'm doing pretty good when I look at my healthy roster on the defensive side. So, yeah, it's, it's a Lou and Lamar, Lou versus Lamar for me to see what that's going to look like. But we'll get to our questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.